0: Well hello church family, Uh, for the next few minutes I want to share just a few reflections on God's grace that I've been reminded of uh, from Paul's outburst of praise at the beginning of his letter to the Ephesians. It really is an outburst of a positive outburst of um, of, of praise from Paul he he just cannot contain himself. he's like a child who's just had the best birthday party ever and has to tell his parents all about it and doesn't take a breath from beginning to end as he explains everything that's happened um in the party well it, it's like that in the in the original Greek, there are no commas or full stops, as Paul, without taking a breath, speaks of all the blessings that we that we have in Christ, none of which we deserve. So let's read from Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to be reading uh, from verse 3 to verse 14. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. to put into effect when the times reached their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Last week, if you were with us, we listened to and unpacked the parable of the prodigal son. Every time we hear this story of the father's unconditional, outrageous, extravagant love, it seems to surprise us. Many of us might well know of a human father who has accepted their child back despite their behaviour. You might be that child. You might be that father. But this story surprises us because Jesus isn't talking about an earthly father. He's talking about God. God God is like a father, like the father that in the story this is the sort of love that god the father shows to us yes god rather than telling us off for our unacceptable behavior berating us for not being good enough or distancing himself from us he runs towards us and embraces us this is what god does for us we began our series looking last week at um, our series looking at the father heart of god last week you could say we were looking at what god does he loves us bursting with love for us And that love is available to all who will receive it in faith. Well, today we're gonna look a bit more at the why and the how behind God loves us. And this is all wrapped up in one word and the one word is grace. Grace is the undeserved or unmerited favor of God towards us, towards you and towards me. We can do nothing to earn or deserve God's grace. It's freely given to us by him. Paul says in Romans 3, 24, all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul experienced God's bursting love, didn't he, when he met him on the Damascus Road. I'm sure you remember the story. Paul had been persecuting the Christians, full of hatred towards those who followed Jesus. And he worshipped and, and those that worshipped uh, Jesus, saying that he'd risen from the dead. But then he met the risen Jesus himself. His eyes were opened and he became a follower instead of a persecutor. Paul experienced God's grace. He discovered that despite his behaviour, despite his rejection of God, his inability to undo what he'd done or make up for what he'd done, like the father in the story, God welcomed him and loved him regardless. And then he wrote about it, just as we've read in Ephesians 1. He expresses the four blessings that he's experienced in Christ, that we can experience in Christ because of God's grace. We are chosen, we are adopted, we are redeemed and we are saved. What we discover from these words is that grace is no afterthought. It's no last resort on the part of God. Grace is the very nature of God. His desire to show us his grace was planned from the beginning of the world even before the world was created. And what we also discover is that grace comes at a cost, no cost to us as it happens, but a great cost to God, the blood of his own son being shed. But God's grace also brings us into family. God as father, we as brothers and sisters, as Jesus, as he adopts us into his family. And grace also sustains us as the Holy Spirit keeps us until the day we die or Jesus comes again. These are acts of grace planned before the creation of the world because God's very nature is grace. Beyond our imagining is the fact that before the creation of the world, God longed to share his love. Long before the creation of the world, God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit had in mind a people who would know and experience and be in relationship with God intimately and completely despite their sin and their failing. When God shows us favour, undeserved favour, grace, it's because he has chosen to do so, even before we were born. This is all on the part of God. It's got nothing to do with us, planned long ago and planned in love. But God also knew before the creation of the world that we did not deserve his love because we would disobey him and go our own way live to please ourselves rather than him. God knew that his longing for a people who were holy and blameless like his son wasn't possible because we could never do it. We could never live up to that. We could never earn, we could never deserve the right to be friends or sons and daughters of God. Like the prodigal son that we were looking at last week, we've wandered, haven't we, far from home. We've allowed pride, thinking we know best, thinking that we know how to live on our own that we don't need God because of our own selfish desires and our unhelpful obsessions that have all driven us away from God like the prodigal son we've wandered far and yet here in these verses Paul speaks of the riches of God's grace that purposed his son to die on the cross even before the world began God purposed that his son would pay the price so that we could be redeemed and forgiven, so that he could shower his love on us. Such grace that has made a way for us when we were completely and are completely unable to do it for ourselves. God's grace shown to us in his son so that we could be called sons and daughters of God. I wonder, though, if you're like me, these truths aren't new to you today. You know you're chosen. You know you're adopted. You know you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. You know that you are sealed by the promised Holy Spirit. And yet sometimes you have this nagging doubt that God isn't pleased with you. Or this niggle that you might not be included in his family. Or this gnawing away in your mind that you need to prove your worth. Or this notion that you can perhaps please God even more by the way that you live. Well, I'm guessing that many of us have these or similar wrestles some of the time, maybe much of the time. And perhaps what we don't realise is that when we do, it's because we've lost sight of who we are in Christ. We've lost sight of God's grace towards us. We've slipped back, if you like, into our orphan mindset or our slave mindset, where we've forgotten that we now have a place of belonging. We now have a new identity because of God's grace. And this new identity is now in Christ. I don't know if you noticed, but do look back at the the verses in Ephesians to see how many times Paul uses that phrase, in him, in Christ, in the one he loves. To be in Christ means that because of Jesus, God sees us as he sees his son. Because of our union with Christ, we are made perfect in him. Romans 8 says, doesn't it, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Wow. We only stand righteous and uncontempt before God because of our connection with Christ, because we are in Christ. How incredible that because we are in Christ, we don't have to prove ourselves in the family. Adoption is the most beautiful picture of God displaying his father heart of love to us. We were orphans in our sin and God looked on us even before we existed and said I love you and I choose to set my love on you. Shall I say that again? We were orphans in our sin but God looked on us before we even knew that he existed and said I love you and I choose to set my love on you. This week whatever it may hold for you Why not choose to soak in the truth that God chose you in his love and his grace, that God has set his love on you? And in that simple but mind-blowing truth, find again your true identity as a child of God. Why not allow God to lavish his love and his grace on you, glorious grace, riches of grace that never run out, never run dry. Grace that leads us to worship and praise God because it's he Who's given us freedom from sin? It's He who's taken us from being a slave to a life—a slave uh, to life of constantly trying to please Him and prove our worth. He's taken us to a life of freedom and also a life of belonging. No wonder Paul, Paul is full of praise to God for His blessings in Christ, all because of God's lavish and rich grace, which is ours today.